You can be committed to the vision, but not attached to how you get there. This episode is dedicated to who you are becoming in this process of building wealth. Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. So if my voice sounds a little scratchy today, that's because I am coming off of the Miss Universe 2017 weekend. I was there live in Vegas uh, at Planet Hollywood for the event. This was actually my second Miss Universe. I also attended the one in the Philippines, which was awesome, but... Man, this weekend, I screamed my head off. (laughs) My daughter and I were just so into it, and we happened to sit right behind this group of guys that were just way, I don't want to say way too into it, but they were super into Miss Universe. They follow it from year to year. They knew everyone's names and ages and stats and all kind of stuff. So needless to say, I had a fantastic time, so... If I sound a little um, off, then that's why. But man, shout out to South Africa, Miss South Africa. She was absolutely stunning, just beautiful, just a beautiful spirit. But I'm not going to lie. Now, I'm not going to use terms like anyone got robbed. I don't believe that Miss South Africa did not deserve to win. She was phenomenal. But I do have to say that my heart was with Miss Jamaica, Oh my gosh. Oh, to see her in person and to feel that type of energy. You know, some people just have like this presence, you know, and they say they've got it. She's got it. I mean, her it factor is just incredible. Just incredible. Everything about her, poised, humble, very um, gracious, just she blew me away. And it's so perfect because coming into this week and knowing that on the blog, the video this week is about training your brain to expect more. And then today, of course, our topic is how to walk in expectancy and talk about someone who, even though she didn't win, still just shows that, you know, that ability to walk in expectancy. I took a picture with her. It's on Instagram, Seek Wisdom PCW, as well as my daughter. She took some pictures with her backstage. And so I tagged her on Instagram. And when I went to her page before our flight on Monday morning, she says, I have to read this to you because it just illustrates what a little bit of what, what we're going to talk about today. But she says, Davina Bennett is her name, Miss Jamaica. I did not win, but I got what I was seeking. I won the hearts of many, and I got to highlight deaf awareness. I stand as the first Afro queen to have made it thus far. I represented my little island, and I received all the love one could possibly wish for. Thank you. And then she goes on to say, I came, I conquered. And if you know me, then you know that's just another story, and you will be seeing a lot more from me. And then she thanks the other queens and goes on. But I thought, I love that line, you know? I came, I conquered, and if you know me, then you know that's just another story, and you will be seeing a lot more from me. Talk about just expecting the best, no matter what. Some people will look at it as like, oh my gosh, your third place, you lost. But again, meeting her backstage and everything, this 
expectancy that this was just a milestone on this great journey called life. And I am expecting so much better on the other side. And man, she just meeting her was amazing. So congrats to you, Davina, uh, Miss Jamaica. I know you're going to go on to do amazing, amazing things. So anywho, before I really jump into our topic, how to walk in expectancy, I want to welcome all of the new listeners. I have to give a shout out to Stacking Benjamins, wonderful podcast that I have followed for a few years now, and I was actually recently interviewed there. And I was there at Podcast Movement when Joe received the award for, I think it was the best personal finance podcast. So to be featured there and be interviewed by Joe, such an honor. And if you are visiting me from Stacking Benjamins, then welcome to my world. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. And I do hope that you will enjoy your time here at Redefining Wealth. Because we really believe that wealth is more holistic and wealth is not just about money. It's a big part. Money is a big part, but it's not the only part. And so keep listening to Stack and Benjamins because they're going to get your money skill set all together. But if you're looking to also have your soul prosper as you continue on your journey to wealth building, to figuring all this money stuff out, then this is also a great home for you. So welcome. How to walk in expectancy. Probably, I think one of the biggest ways that I overcame my financial loss was just believing that there was something greater on the other side. And that's why faith is such a big pillar here. Faith is the fourth pillar in redefining wealth, and it's about believing in something greater. And expectancy has a lot to do with that. But as I talk more and more about this stuff, especially since this summer, since I kind of rebranded and shifted everything from real money answers to redefining wealth, as I chat with people, I kind of see that there is, what's the word? I don't want to say confusion, but I've been realizing that there's an assumption by many people that expectations and expectancy are the exact same thing. Like I realized that people use it interchangeably. And today I actually want to break that down because I think it kind of hinders your progress when you're not aware of the difference. And I think having an awareness of the difference has really served me. And as you know, so much of what I aim to do is share with you my insights from sleeping on my brother's couch in 2009 when I lost everything in the recession and uh, scraping up change at that time to being where I am today, which is not the end for me. It's not like the final destination, but I'm in such a good place financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically, just in, in a good place. And my real heart's desire is just to see more people live with that sense of peace and financial integrity because we've just been groomed to believe that having your finances together means chasing money and only focusing on the money stuff. And there's so much more to it. So I'm going to give you three points and I'll get out of your way so you can go and enjoy your day. And so I can rest my voice for more recordings. I'm actually going to appear 
on the Steve Harvey show this week. And so it would probably be great if I got my voice together (laughs) before then. But here we go. Now, the first point I want to make is that there is a difference, a very, I think, clear difference between having expectations and walking in expectancy. And the definition for expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future, right? And to put it in simple terms, to me, it's basically what we look forward to, what we anticipate, what we desire, what we wish for, what we hope for, right? And we all have expectations. We have expectations concerning our marriages, our children, our jobs, our lives in general. It would be crazy to say that you had no expectations. I think if you have no expectations of your life, how will you ever know where you're going or when you get there? So nothing wrong with expectations at all. But I have realized that sometimes you have to learn how to taper those expectations or make sure that they fit appropriately in the bigger picture. And here's what I mean by that. You know, when I was a young girl, right, of course, like you, I had expectations of what life would be like when I grew up. I grew up in South Central Los Angeles, not in the best neighborhood, saw a lot of things that I really wished I hadn't seen and hoped that my daughter never sees. So I had expectations that if I got to college, which I did, and graduated on time, which I did, and went on to get a good job or start a business, which I did, that I would be rich and ride off into the sunset. And that didn't quite happen that way. Um, I've been through a lot. If I hadn't have gone through those things, I definitely wouldn't be here today. But it didn't happen that way. I had expectations that when I got engaged, I would have this fairy tale wedding. Well, I won't say fairy tale wedding because I was never one of those girls that had this big dream of what the wedding would look like. My husband was actually a bit more vocal (laughs) the first time we sat down with a wedding planner. She turned to me and said, now I know you've probably been dreaming about this since the day you were born and you have a vision. And I was like, hmm, I was humming and Han. And then my husband's like, actually, I have notes. (laughs) So, you know, but I had this vision for definitely what marriage would be like. Oh my gosh, we were going to just be two peas in a pod and agree on everything and finish each other's sentences and just be amazing. And I'm going on 10 years of marriage. I have an anniversary coming up soon. And while I love my husband dearly, Lord knows that I do. Yeah, that perfect part where we finish each other's sentences and everything is hunky-dory 24-7. Yeah, not so much. Um, <laughs> And then I had expectations of what my daughter would be like. I really did. For those of you who are new here, you don't know this yet, or you may have if you heard it in an interview somewhere, that I lost a son the year before my daughter was born. And so not only was that really a difficult time, but then a year later, almost to the day, to have my daughter, of course, after losing a baby especially, I had all these expectations about her birth and motherhood and just what she would be like. And and she would be my mini me and want to dress like me and do her hair like me and and just be like me in every sense of the word. And so not only was my birthing process a mess, 
because, I mean, I guess it was a beautiful mess. You know, words are powerful, but I spent 10 weeks on bed rest. Like that was not the expectation. I took a fall down the stairs, ended up on bed rest. And then she was in the NICU for three weeks, 21 days. And I left with like almost $400,000 in medical debt. So not the expectation I had at all, right? But here's what I know. I have come to understand that as much as we may have expectations and desire certain things, what we look forward to is just not always what we get, guys. Like it just is what it is. And there are sometimes I know personally where I have set the bar too high and I was disappointed. And that's been in pretty much every area of my life. At some point or another, I've had these big expectations and I set the bar too high. And then there's times in my life when really I set the bar too low and I settled for, for things, for people, for circumstances, for situations, for environments that were beneath me that I should not have settled for, right? But here's the lesson. And I believe uh, Lisa Nichols taught me this years ago when I was coaching with her. She taught me that you can be committed to the vision, but not attached to how you get there. Mm, let me say that again. I am today committed to the vision, but I'm not attached to how I get there. And so while I have expectations for what I would like to see happen, I don't rest in that. There's no like, it must happen this way. Because I've learned as a wife and a mother of 10 years, as an entrepreneur, as a woman, that a lot of my early expectations were just unrealistic. They didn't make any sense. They weren't based on anything. It was just what I wanted. And if you're anything like me, you might have this attitude that I'm going to get what I want. <laughs> like by any means necessary, I'm going to get what I want. But I realized that that really doesn't serve me because it puts all of my energy and effort in the wrong place with the wrong intentions. And possibly with intentions that don't, that just don't serve me. But you couldn't have told me that today I would have the outcomes that I have now if I hadn't gone through everything that I went through yesterday. And ex expectations are just basically, this is what I want to happen. And we are like laser focused on that. No room for error, no room for margin, no flexibility. We are focused on that. And where has that gotten you? Where has that really gotten you? Being so fixed on only having this certain outcome be this way. Actually, there's something I posted on Instagram just this weekend, and it said, sometimes I stop and thank God for the prayers he didn't answer. Mm. I thank God for many of the expectations that I had. I thank God that they didn't happen because the way that I've been stretched and the lessons that I've learned and the people that I've met when I had to humble myself and ask for help have been some of the biggest blessings of my life. And so there is a difference between expectation and walking in expectancy. Now, expectancy, it seems very similar, right? 
a feeling that something is going to happen. It's the feeling that you have when you are expecting something. So here's the difference that I've made up in my mind, at least. I really believe that a spirit of expectancy really actually enhances our expectations. So it's not about getting rid of it, but it makes it not all about us all the doggone time. Having a spirit of expectancy means that just because I don't like what I see, just because this doesn't fit into the little mold that I wanted to fit into, just because this doesn't look the way that I wanted it to look doesn't mean that it's not going to work out in my favor. Walking in expectancy is more about trusting that no matter what happens, I believe with everything in me that all things are still working together for my good. So despite what I see, despite what the doctor says, Despite what my bank account says, despite what's going on around me, despite the rumors that people are saying about me, spreading about me, despite what the trolls say in social media, I expect that all things will work out for my good. Now, expectation is it must happen this way. This is what will happen. Some of us have expectations about who will marry. So a lot of times I see my girlfriends missing out on great men because they don't line up to the list that they wrote when they were 15 years old. I see people missing out on great opportunities to follow their passions because it doesn't look like everything that they think it should look like. Walking in expectancy and having expectations are two different things. Now, there's nothing wrong with expectations, but you can't be so committed to those. You can't be so attached to those that you miss the fact that everything that is happening around you is happening for you is still supposed to lead to the great outcome that you see at the end. I think that's one of the differences between expectations and actually walking in expectancy. Now, here's another one. Here's something else I want you to consider. It's one of the, my favorite quotes. And I don't even know where I got it from anymore. I, I want to say that I made it up. <laughs> but I honestly can't remember because I've been saying it for like, I don't know, eight years probably, if not more. But here's what I know. And I believe this. God knows what you're waiting on when he sees what you're working on. God knows what you're waiting on when he sees what you're working on. Now, walking in expectancy, walking is an action word. And notice that for the title, I chose how to walk in expectancy because I'm tired of hearing people talking about waiting in expectancy and thinking that waiting is a passive thing. I'm a Christian. And I grew up in church and I'm always hearing people talk about waiting on the Lord. But I feel like that's been a cop out for so many people for so long to do nothing. How can you say that you're waiting on the Lord and then ignore this whole faith without works is dead? Like walking, working, action, doing. <laughs> you have to be doing something in order to move forward. I love Joe Osteen said that waiting is actively expecting. So you can be in expectancy. That doesn't mean that you're sitting down waiting for someone to come ring the doorbell and bring you a bag of money. It doesn't mean that you're at your job, sitting at your desk, doing nothing, being mediocre, but waiting for a promotion or a raise to be handed to you. 
It doesn't mean that if you're an entrepreneur like I am, that you can sit around and twiddle your thumbs and hope and pray and expect great things to happen. Like we have to put in the work. All of the pillars at Redefining Wealth, when you look at them, when you think about what it is we talk about every week on our weekly videos, every Tuesday, or every week here on the podcast, we're talking about what we can do, not what other people need to do, what we need to do, how we need to show up, what effort we can make. And a lot of times we are waiting on things to happen. You say you want more, whatever that is, more time with your family, more money, more house, more vacations, more whatever. We say that we want more, but you have to be willing to give God something to bless. Like he can only bless the work of our hands. He can only bless what it is we put out there, what effort we put, right? How can I say that I want to be a New York Times bestselling author without sitting down and writing? (laughs) People always ask me, how did you become a bestselling author? I want to do it. First thing I ask them is, okay, do you write? In order to get there, the first step is that you have to write. How can you say that you want to make more money, but you're not investing in your personal or professional development? The first part is you have to work on your mindset. You have to acknowledge where you don't know what you don't know and that you need help. How can you say that you want your marriage to be better, but you're not willing to go to counseling or you're not willing to commit to a date night or you're not willing to make it not always about you, but about your spouse? Like, how can you say that? How can you say that you want to raise productive children, but you sit at the table on your phone while they're on their tablet? No one's having conversation. Like, listen, guys, we're only going to get out what we put in. And the reality is walking in expectancy is about actually walking. It's about actually showing up and doing the work and giving God something to bless. And I really, really do believe this point, again, that God knows what you're waiting on when he sees what you're working on. I don't think that there's any good thing that is going to be withheld from you. If you put the effort in, I think when we don't see the manifestation of everything that we're expecting, whatever these expectations are, whatever these desires, our goals are, a lot of times it has to do with the fact that we haven't shown up yet. And then when we do show up, going back to point number one, (laughs) we're not flexible for how it all pans out. And the reality is we're not in control. (laughs) We're not. We don't control the weather. We don't control other people, including our children. They do have free will. I've learned that. There's not much we control but ourselves and our own attitudes and our own ability to show up and do the work. So that was number two. And the third point is walking in expectancy means confidently looking for favor at every turn. It means confidently, like boldly, looking for it, which means if I'm confident about what it is that I say I want, the tone of my conversations are different. My actions are different. The way that I show up is different. One of the things that we noticed at Miss Universe, it was funny, my daughter and I and a girlfriend that was sitting with us. So we're looking at the contestants come out in their evening gowns. And I don't know if you were watching, if you could notice the women who didn't necessarily make it to the top 16, but 
when we saw many of those evening gowns, the first thing I said was, oh, well, you didn't come to win. <laughs> I did. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'm like, oh, you didn't, you didn't come to win. You didn't show up like a winner. You didn't show up with a dress that fits you like a glove. When you looked at those top three, Miss South Africa, Miss Jamaica, Miss Columbia, let me tell you, those gowns look like I came to win. I showed up confidently knowing that I would be in that top 16 and that all eyes all over the world would be on me. And when you looked at, I won't name any countries, (laughs) but when you looked at some of these other dresses, to me, it was very evident that you didn't think you were winning. You did not come in expecting to have all eyeballs all over the world on you because your dress was ill-fitting. And your shoes did not match. Granted, I know that a lot of these women are coming from um, circumstances and countries where they did the best that they could, but it is what it is. So don't send me any little messages. I told you I wasn't naming any countries, but I'm saying that we have to show up. Our words should show that we expect to have favor that we expect to walk into whatever this vision is that we have for our lives, our conversations should reflect victory and not victimhood. Our conversation should say, I know that this is going to happen. I know that this is what I was born for. I know that this is what I'm walking into. Even when you don't know what it all looks like, even when you're not quite sure, Even with this podcast, I've shared with you guys, not proud of it, but essentially I put the podcast together in like three weeks. And when I went to Podcast Movement, one of the largest um, conferences for podcasters, I was talking to people who had been planning for three months, six months, nine months to do their podcast. And even though I knew that I didn't put in the same time initially. Now I'm sure I'm doing the same time as everyone else because this is work. But even though I knew that I hadn't put in the six months, I walked into this expecting, expecting this to be phenomenal, expecting for all the people I've met along the way to just come together and help me make this a reality and make it a really great show. Like I'm really proud of the fact that we're about to cross 25,000 downloads in like nine weeks or something like that. And power of no comparison, that's another one, another episode you should check out. I'm not comparing myself to anyone else. I'm just proud of what we've done, what we've accomplished, and I'm proud of the feedback. I expected people to be blessed because of this podcast. I expected to receive lucrative opportunities because of this podcast. I expected to be connected with thought leaders and world changers, people who are doing amazing things because of this podcast. And every expectation that I've had has been met, not because I was so attached to what it looked like, simply because I was committed to the vision for it. And so my conversations have reflected that. Instead of talking myself out of it, which a lot of us do, I could have started with, I don't know enough. I don't have enough time. Who's going to edit? Where will I get music? Who's going to help me put it up? Blah, 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 blah. Like 
So many of us talk ourselves out of things before we even start. But when you walk in expectancy, you talk as if it's already done. You talk with a different level of confidence, with a different level of authority, with just another level to expectancy, like just on a whole nother level. It's not an if it happens, it sure would be nice. I would love to. It's a it's already done type of conversation. So you want to walk in expectancy by being confident, like you are confidently looking for favor at every turn and remembering that what you verbalize, you magnify in your own life. The words that we speak are so powerful. And let me tell you, I am not immune to having conversations in my head or out loud where I say things that are not necessarily that positive. But the fact that I'm present to that helps me combat it because as soon as it comes out, I make every attempt to correct it and to remember what I'm telling you, that words are powerful. And if we're going to walk in expectancy, that means we have to speak confidently concerning ourselves, our finances, our health, our relationships, our spiritual life, whatever that looks like. That means our actions are in alignment with what it is we say we want, what it is we're believing for, with what it is we're expecting. Our actions are in alignment. And so I really do hope that as you look towards whatever it is you want to do in terms of building financial wealth or just experiencing a healing in your health, in your relationships, in your spiritual life, in your work life, whatever that looks like. Use this principle of expectancy. Remember that expectation is saying, this is what I want to happen. And it must look like this versus walking in expectancy, which is no matter what happens, no matter what my eyes can see, no matter what is brewing around me, no matter what they say about me, no matter what the doctor's report is, no matter what, I believe that all things are working out for my good. No matter what, I believe and am committed to that vision, but I'm okay with the fact that I can't be attached to how I get there. So if this is a blessing to you, I would love for you to take a moment and review. Make sure you leave me a comment on patricewashington.com about what you learned in this episode. Just, I'm always really just grateful to get one note. If I, I really am. But as we grow, of course, I want to get more notes. But I'm always grateful, even if I get one, two, three, five, ten notes on an episode, because it lets me know that I'm not alone. And the biggest thing for me here at Redefining Wealth is, again, really sharing that your journey to wealth cannot be just about money. Your journey can't only be about what you want. It has to also be about who you want to become in the process. And so this episode is dedicated to who you are becoming in this process of building wealth. So if you want more, make sure you subscribe, review, comment, share. 
Hit me up in social media, Seek Wisdom PCW. And of course, you can check out the show notes at patricewashington.com backslash listen, as well as see all the other episodes. So until next time, go and walk in expectancy. And remember that I am always here to help you live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.